What up, son? It's the tale of the tapes. The fuck life. Saying. Tale of the tapes. Here we are, season two, episode fourteen. On today's episode, we got Pete Rock and CL Smooth. So Pete Rock and CL Smooth, who had their debut album in 1992, also known as PR and CL, Origins Mount Vernon, New York, United States. Genres are listed as Golden Age Hip Hop and Jazz Rap. Years active are listed as 1989 to 95, 1998, 2001, 2004, and 2010 to 2018. Now, those numbers in that info is on the group as a group, so each person is going to be scored individually, so we will get more into that, but as far as those years are concerned, you're going to hear us talk about some issues that they had as a group where they were together, they split up, they were back together, and even throughout the course of them still making music together, they weren't necessarily always performing and working as a group. And weren't necessarily always really getting along. So there was a lot of that splitting up and reuniting. And I mean, even still to this day, they still have problems from what I understand. So it's something that really was never able to be completely resolved. But they were able to put their differences aside for certain periods of time and at least put out some music. So hats off to them for that. A little bit of a background on the group. Pete Rock and CL Smooth are a hip-hop duo from Mount Vernon, New York. They made their debut with their 1991 EP, All Sold Out, and followed with 1992's Mecca and the Soul Brother LP. So obviously not too much info there on the group as a whole, but like I said, we're covering each guy as individual, so I'm sure you're going to get more info on each person and their career and things like that as we move on. So we'll get into Pete Rock first, because he had his debut solo album out before CL Smooth, so as a group, they came out together in 1992. Pete Rock had his debut solo album in 1998, so we'll get into him first. His birth name is Peter O. Phillips, also known as Soul Brother Number 1 and the Chocolate Boy Wonder, born June 21st, 1970 in the Bronx, New York, United States. Origins are listed as Mount Vernon, New York, United States. And his genres are listed as East Coast Hip Hop, Alternative Hip Hop, Experimental Hip Hop, Jazz Rap, and Turntablism. And his years active are listed as 1987 to present. So let's get into a little bit of a background now on Pete Rock individually. Peter O. Phillips, born June 21st, 1970, better known by his stage name Pete Rock, is an American record producer, DJ, and rapper. He is widely recognized as one of the greatest hip-hop producers of all time and is often mentioned alongside DJ Premier, RZA, and Jay Dilla as one of the mainstays of 1990s East Coast hip-hop production. He rose to prominence in the early 1990s as one half of the critically acclaimed group Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Early on in his career, he was also famed for his remix work. After the duos went their separate ways, Rock continued with a solo career that has generated him worldwide respect though little in the way of mainstream success. Along with groups such as Stetsasonic, Gangstar, A Tribe Called Quest, and The Roots, Rock played a major role in the merging of elements from jazz into hip-hop music, also known as jazz rap. Pete Rock is also the older brother and younger cousin, respectively, of rappers Grap Lover and Heavy D. 
So obviously a bit more there on Pete Rock individually, but you can also see that most of his accolades or things that are kind of worth mentioning are due mainly to production and not rapping. And there wasn't a ton of commercial success, but obviously a well-respected individual in the hip-hop community in more ways than one. So let's read what I wrote down about Pete Rock when I was listening to him. Pete Rock was probably more known for his beats as CL Smooth did most of the rapping on their group projects together. But Pete Rock did test his hand in rapping a bit and certainly wasn't too bad at just below average lyrically. He only had two qualifying albums as an actual rapper, one with CL Smooth and one solo. He only had a total of 31 songs. None of those 31 were great with only one being good and one being weak. As a rapper alone, Pete Rock's impact on the hip-hop game as a whole wasn't very big and only seemed to directly influence Slaughterhouse with maybe one or two others. Nothing about Pete Rock solely as a rapper really stands out as super original and he did feature and sample a lot on the few albums he did qualify, especially from Bismarcky and Big Daddy Kane. So let's get into the math of what I just read to you there. Lyrics he gets a four and a half, like we said, just below average lyrically. The reason why you're not getting this in-depth breakdown of Pete Rock's lyrics and stuff like that, I mean, really, there's a couple of reasons behind it. Number one, he was definitely way more so a producer than a rapper. Now, I mean that in more ways than one. He has had more fame and success as a producer, but he also has done more things as a producer. So as a rapper, only two albums, and I think I said it was 31 songs or something like that. So that's why you're not really getting this intricate breakdown of Pete Rock's lyrics is, quite frankly, there wasn't really that many of them. So there was enough problems with the technicalities and things like that to bring him just below average lyrically, but he certainly wasn't bad, that's for sure. Albums, he gets a 3.47 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a minus 0.31, so he loses almost a third of a point there. As we spoke about, only 31 songs, no great songs, and only one weak song, but one out of 31 is about a third, so that's where he's losing about a third of a point there. Impact, he gets a 5, and quite frankly, man, that number is really carried to a 5 by what he was able to accomplish, really, as a producer. Now, that's not me giving him his rating as a producer because he's getting his rating as a rapper, but we do have to take into account what Pete Rock has brought to the hip-hop game in general. So, as a rapper, certainly he's well below average as far as impact is concerned, and as a producer, he's obviously certainly well above average. So I think that both of those things have to be factored in, and while this is geared more towards Pete Rock being a rapper, we do have to keep both things in mind because as a producer, he did have an effect on the game. So he's not going to just get full credit for that because he's not being judged as a producer, but both of those things will be taken into consideration and evened out, and he gets a score of a 5 there, which breaks him... You know, pretty much even leaves him at average. And in originality, he gets a four and a half. Now, it wasn't that Pete Rock was unoriginal. It's not that Pete Rock took a lot of lines or, you know, copied people's styles or flows or messages or anything like that. But Pete Rock wasn't really also overly original or unique or standout. And that goes with his image, his song topics, his content his overall general sound and things like that. So 
he was probably about even in that area when it came to just him. But he did sample a lot. He sampled a lot. Almost on every song, there were samples of other rappers and stuff like that. So it's nothing major. It's more Pete Rock just paying homage. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the fact that Pete Rock is a producer. So Pete Rock is not really having beats offered to him or just picking out random things. But Pete Rock is doing all these samples himself and deciding what he wants to put in these things and stuff like that. So I'm sure that a lot of the sampling on Pete Rock came from the fact that he either had just made this beat with the sample in it and it was laying around and he was like, ah, I like this one, I'm going to fuck with it. Or it was directly done on purpose where Pete Rock, you know, I want to sample this guy or I want to do that. So just below average as the, the massive amount of sampling just brings him below average and there really wasn't anything else there to carry him back up to or above average. And again, a very small body of work, which goes back to his his impact and stuff like that, but a very small body of work. So, I mean, it would be tough, you know, on 31 songs, you would really have to be obviously extremely original. You would have to have a lot of original topical songs and stuff like that. And, you know, 31 songs, two albums, there's really not too much to go by there, but you add all those five up and you divide by five and you get a final score of 3.43 which leaves Pete Rock in 143rd place of 156 artists done overall. So not a great finish by Pete Rock, but keep in mind again, please, that this is scored as a rapper. Pete Rock is a legend in the hip-hop game in his own right, and I don't want to take anything away from him on or off the mic, but being judged strictly as a rapper, this is how the math added up. And this is a very similar situation to, I believe it was probably just last week or maybe two weeks ago, or whatever it was, when we had uh, Spice One and Grandmaster Kaz, where I believe Grandmaster Kaz was pretty much average in, in almost every category, and Spice One was pretty much just below average in every category. So almost the same thing here from Pete Rock. You get four and a half lyrics just below average. You get impact five average. You get originality four and a half just below average. So again, another example of how when you're finishing, you know, either average or below in every single one of your categories and you're not having that that nine or that nine and a half in originality or you're not having that nine or that nine and a half in impact or, you know, maybe your impact was low and you had an eight or a nine in lyrics or something like that. There's been plenty of examples where somebody has been really great technically with their words, but not a major impact or not super original and things like that. And, you know, it's interesting to see where certain scores carry them or certain scores hinder them. But in these particular cases, you know, you have a five, a four and a half, a four and a half, things like that. But you have nothing else that's really high to make up for the gap. So obviously when you get people that are getting either average or below average on pretty much every score, it's going to be very, very difficult to finish well after that. So shout out to Pete Rock for sure, man. Like I said, a legend in the hip hop community in his own right in more ways than one. Not trying to take anything away from him. Hats off to Pete Rock. And let's get into CL Smooth who had his debut solo album in 2006. Birth name is Corey Brent Penn, also known as Caramel King. The Mecca Don, CL, El Presidente, and Corey Kingpin. Born October 8th, 1968. Origins, New Rochelle, New York, United States. 
Genres are listed as rap and East Coast hip-hop, and his years active are listed as 1989 to present. So let's run off a little bit of a background on CL Smooth individually. Corey Brent Penn Sr., born October 8, 1968 in New Rochelle, New York, known by his stage name CL Smooth, is an American rapper. He is best known as the vocal half of the hip-hop duo Pete Rock and CL Smooth. So, not as much there for CL Smooth as there was for Pete Rock, but obviously you can see that that's mostly due to the fact that CL Smooth wasn't a producer. If you took away the things that were said about Pete Rock being a producer and things that he was able to do on those side of the boards, you would have had a very similar background on the two of them. So you're getting almost the same thing there from CL Smooth, just minus the production. So let's get into what I wrote down about CL Smooth. I had heard of Pete Rock and CL Smooth before, but never really listened to them or heard their names brought up in any barbershop talk or anything like that. Lyrically, CL Smooth was just about below average as he did rhyme a lot of words per bar early on, but mostly just rhymed random words to rhyme and had a lot of one-syllable rhymes. CL did have some dope lines here and there, but also took easy outs and had his fair share of weak and simplistic bars. He was only part of two albums with Pete Rock, one solo, and one EP with Pete Rock. Three of those were good and one was average. Of his 47 qualifying songs, none were great, but five were good, and only one was weak. CL Smooth didn't seem to have a giant impact on the hip-hop game in more ways than one, with not a lot of artists' influence and not the biggest catalog. When it came to originality, it wasn't that CL Smooth took a lot of lines or necessarily seemed to be a follower, but he also wasn't very standout in many ways from his image to his music, and he did use Pete Rock for a lot of his production who tended to sample a lot, especially Biz Markie and Big Daddy Kane. So, a similar breakdown there for CL Smooth, a little bit different because he had a little bit more material, double the amount of albums, 47 songs as opposed to 31. But, you know, almost the same thing. I mean, when it when you look at who he took stuff from, Biz Markie and Big Daddy Kane, like I said... Most of that was due to the samples that Pete Rock was throwing on the beats and things like that. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But let's talk about the math of what I wrote down there. Lyrics, he gets a four and a half. Same thing as Pete Rock. Now, I think I remember CL Smooth probably being a little bit better or maybe I should say having the upper hand between the two. But they both fit in that four and a half category. They were both right there. Albums, he gets a 3.55, which is a 0 0.08 better than Pete Rock's albums. Now, obviously, out of three albums in an EP that CL Smooth had, three of those were with Pete Rock, so you can obviously expect their scores to be relatively similar in a certain fashion, maybe not exact. You know, and then you have the extra album by CL Smooth where he's able to cause a little bit of a separation there between him and Pete Rock, as well as Pete Rock's two solo albums. So, songs, he gets a minus 0.21. So he loses about a fifth of a point as opposed to a third of a point. You can see that he had more songs, and while he didn't have any great songs either, he had the same amount of weak songs as Pete Rock, but he had more songs in total. So obviously that weak song is a smaller percentage of his total body of work, so he loses a little bit less. Obviously neither one of them losing a major amount there, but they're losing points where they could be gaining, so... Impact CL Smooth gets a 5. I mean, it's it's really difficult to have any separation in these scores between these guys at all, really. Um, 
not only in a group together, but that was the majority of the work that they did at all. And in total, I mean, four albums for, or three albums and one EP for CL Smooth and two albums for Pete Rock. So, I mean, obviously not a great body of work to go by, but I think they were average in the fact that as a group, they were respected in the hip hop community. And although you don't see many names there when it comes to people influenced and, you know, not a great deal of commercial success and certainly not a household name or anything like that. I think that they deserve an average score and impact there. And then originality, CL Smooth gets a five. Now, that's just above Pete Rock's score, but it's barely anything at all. And quite frankly, the only reason that CL Smooth really is even getting a five where Pete Rock got a four and a half was, again, due to the amount of sampling that Pete Rock did when, you know, making his beats and stuff like that. Now, again... CL Smooth used a lot of Pete Rock's production, and he did also have a lot of samples on his beats, but he wasn't the one making the beats, and it also wasn't quite as much as Pete Rock, because Pete Rock had the two solo albums, which were also littered with samples, and then CL Smooth had his solo album, which wasn't overly littered with samples. So, a little bit of separation there between the two, only a half a point, but... You add all those five up and you divide by five and that gives CL Smooth a final rating of 3.57 which leaves him in 137th place of 156 artists done overall. So a very similar finish there by CL Smooth as we had with Pete Rock. A couple of slots ahead of Pete Rock but not much of a difference there in the finish between the two. When all is said and done it'll probably end up being closer to like 20 spots separating them but... Nothing too major nonetheless, and both of these guys on the same playing field for sure. This is not one of the groups where you can turn around and say one guy was clearly the standout or one guy was clearly better than the other. They were definitely very, very similar to each other in skill level and overall score put up. I won't say that they were very similar to each other necessarily in you know, style, like rap style or their voices or anything like that. But, uh, you know, when it came to what they were doing and skill level and what they brought to the table and stuff like that, two very similar individuals that seemed to be on an even playing field. And the majority of their work was together in very small bodies of work. So there really wasn't too much to go by and cause too much of a separation between those two guys there. Now let's make our way into our list. So... As usual, we're going to do our top 15% overall today, and there's no changes to this list from last week. So, in our top spot overall, we have Tupac, who is tied for 8th place of 156 artists done overall. Then we have Pharaoh Manch, who's in 10th place. Behind him, KRS-One in 12th place. Then Jizza, who's in 14th place. And then behind him is Slick Rick in 16th place. Then we have Rakim in 18th place. And a couple of slots back, we have Rev Run of Run DMC, who's in 23rd. Directly behind him in 24th, we have LL Cool J. And directly behind him is MF Doom in 25th. A couple of slots back, we have Will Smith, who's in 27th. And then a couple of slots back from him, we have DMC of Run DMC and Ice Cube, who are both tied for 30th place of 156 artists done overall. So, like I said, no changes here today again, but obviously shouts to everybody that's in that top 
That's another week that went by now without any new artists being added in there. And that's another week that goes by now where these top guys are able to hold on to their spot again. Now let's get into our current top 10% lyrically. So nothing changes here today either. In our top lyrical spot overall so far, we have Pharaoh Manch with an 8.5 lyrically. Behind him, we have a tie for second place with Master Ace and Jizza both getting lyrical scores of 7.5. Behind them, we have another tie for fourth place with KRS-One and Lord Finesse who received lyrical scores of 7. Then behind them, we have a five-way tie for sixth place with Will Smith, Rakim, Cool G Rap, Everlast, and Tupac all getting six and a halves. So huge shout out to our top 10% lyrically. I'm really intrigued to see like who this ends up being at the end of the day and who our top lyricists are overall at the end of the day. So this is where our top lyricists stand right now. This may or may not change. But huge shout out to those guys for being in there for now, for sure. Now getting into our other list that we go over. We're going to start off with our top five rappers to make their debut in the 1980s. So we're going to get into the legends here. We name these guys each week. This list should hardly ever change. I'm sure it probably will at some point, but it very rarely does. And it's going to stay the same today. So our top five rappers to make their debut in the 1980s are as follows. Number one, KRS-One. Number two, Slick Rick. Number three, Rakim. Number four, Rev Run of Run DMC. And number five, LL Cool J. So there's your top five rappers to make their debut in the 1980s. Shout out to the legends for sure. We don't want to forget these guys' names. We don't want them to get lost in the mix or anything like that going forward. So we're going to keep running that list off until the podcast is done. It may or may not stay the same. I think it probably will. Now, top five rappers to make their debut in the 90s. This also doesn't change today. So at number one right now, we have Tupac. At number two, we have Pharaoh Manch. Number three, we have Jizza of Wu-Tang. Number four, MF Doom. And number five, Everlast of House of Pain. So all the lists stay the same again today. But I wouldn't expect them to stay the same for much longer as we continue on in the golden era of hip-hop here. I know next week the top 15% overall list will grow. So we'll either get to see some new names up in there or we'll get to see some old names resurfacing. So either way, I think something interesting coming up next week one way or the other. And if you'd like to see any of these lists in full, you can give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash podcast can also give the host website a visit at www.anchor.fm slash tale of the tapes. Both of those links are spelled completely normally. On my host site, you will see a support button. Do me and you a favor. Hit the button. Donate to your boy Formsy. It's good karma for you. It will probably come back to you whether it's from me or not. <laughs> and that'll do it for today, man. That's, that's it for episode 14. That was Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Next week, we have Bushwick Bill and Diamond D. So Chuck Wick will be the last member of the Ghetto Boys scored as Willie D was the final episode of the 80s and we covered Scarface a couple of weeks ago. And Diamond D, who was probably more known for being a producer in DITC with Big L, Lord Finesse, and Fat Joe and stuff, but he did rap himself and he did make the cut, so... Tune in next week to see how these two do. Tale of the tapes. Peace. Tale of the tapes. Might as well.